Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show for a Thursday. We're going to be heavy on the NFL, Papa Dude, but we're going to do a little bit of everything. It's kind of going to be a variety show today, isn't it? Yeah, because we're getting ready to transition from uh, football to college basketball, NBA basketball, and hockey. Yep. we got a couple more weeks of the NFL, and then we'll be all basketball for a couple of months as we go down the stretch uh, in uh, the NBA and college basketball and hockey. And, of course, Oaklawn Park. We'll talk about that a little bit. We're not going to talk much about it on this show because it's kind of a slow week, let's be honest, at Oakland. Before we get into the NFL, I did want to talk about Oakland for a second. I'm sure you've seen the fifth season stakes. Rated R Superstar is back this right. week. Uh, we got to talk about that. Ginobili is the big favorite in that race. But what do you think? Can Rated R Superstar at age 10 do it again in the fifth season? Would it not be incredible? It would be awesome. It would be awesome. I'm sure they're going to play that up down there because that's what they do. Oh, man. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, the horse runs great uh, down there. So, and he's in good form. And, and he shows no signs of slowing down. He's got a shot. No doubt about it. Dennis is with us here. He said, glad I'm, uh, you guys are on. I'm betting blindly and angrily now. That's <laughs> never a good thing to do. Dennis. No, no, it's not. And you know better than that, Dennis. That's right. He does. <laughs> he definitely does. But, Dennis, to cheer you up, yeah, I know you love Rated R Superstar as well. And Dennis was big on him, just like we were last time out in the Jeffrey Hawk there at, at Remington Park. A great race. Dennis also had the exacta that night as well. So, uh, happier times, we'll, we'll remind Dennis of. But that's right. Yeah, to have rated our back is awesome. I, oh, he's awesome. What what's his odds? Uh, four to one, a morning line right now. Four to one. Hard to hard to say no. It, you know, he's he's hardly ever the favorite. No, that's just it. Yeah. He never is. So you can make money on him when you when he hit when he hits, yeah. and he always runs well, even when he loses. You know, that's the thing. He very, very rarely runs a bad race. He just gets beat sometimes because yep. he's 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder, and I, I'm, I think I'm safe in saying this, I don't think a 10-year-old has ever won the fifth season at Oklahoma. I'm I willing to lay money on that. I have no data backing me up other than logic. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure a nine-year-old has. That's what I was getting ready to say. I, I doubt if he has. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think he's the oldest to win uh, to win this fifth season. And gosh, he's got to be one of the older ones to ever even win a stakes race at Oakland. I would think you just don't see this. No, because they just don't run that long at that level. Yeah, you know, a lot of times fifth season's a good race, right? A lot of times when they get older, you you might see an older horse, but they're in a claiming race. Yeah. 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 What was that one the other day? It was 11 that you guys bet and won. Yeah, I can't remember the horse's name now. Native, <laughs> Hawk, Native Hawk, I think, was the one. Yeah, it was Hawk. There was Hawk in it. Yeah, it was Native Hawk. It was at Tampa Bay, and I think it was a 6-5 or 8 claimer at Tampa. Uh, nice horse. And, and at that level, very, very good. But 
it's like at the stakes level, let alone, you know, allowance or anything like that. You just don't see it very often. No, and he's at Oakland, and that's a heck of a track to be yeah. winning stakes races at. Kevin O is right. I guess we uh, rated our superstars the Tom Brady of horse racing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really good comparison. Hadn't thought of it, but yeah, he is. It's it's unbelievable. And uh, it's you, you've said it a lot. You love horses like this. I do. It does kind of create that fandom where even someone like me who is living and breathing the business aspect of it and the betting aspect of it, when he runs, you kind of just stop what you're doing and say, okay, let's take a look at what he's going to do this time. Yeah. You remember back uh, when you first got into it, and I know you do, and I didn't know a whole lot about it either, when we saw Curlin win the Arkansas Derby. And it never dawned on us we'd never see him run again in person. Right. Yes, yes. At the time, we we were not traveling around the country. Yes. We did not know that they don't do that. And uh, and he went ahead and ran as a four-year-old and was very successful. But he didn't bring him back to Oakland because there were bigger races for him to run in as an older horse. And we never, you know, it never dawned on us that we'd never see him in person yep. run again. And, you know, there's two that come to mind at Oakland. One is this horse, uh, Rated Our Superstar, and the other one is Whitmore, who we saw run several times. And they stayed healthy or, or in good enough form to just continue to run great all those years. And it makes you wonder how many of these really good horses could have done this if they had went ahead and run them, you know, if they would do that. But the money is in the breeding shed, not on the track. Yeah. And that's what makes horses like Rated R, like Whitmore, two very good examples. So special. And, uh, you know, when we first started going, a horse like Jonesboro, uh, you can look him up, folks, if you don't know him Mm -hmm. as a horse that was just solid at Oakland, ran in the races like the fifth season. And you would go down and you were excited to see him again because you hadn't seen him for a year. He was back, you know. Yeah, um, yeah they so, ran him till he was about five or six, probably. Win yeah. Willie, another horse that you know, who's see. that? Win Willie. Yep. See him all the time. Um, and you, you'd go down there, and it's almost it's a big day. Well, there's Win Willie in the undercards, you know, and so yeah. you would get used to seeing him. There was another horse that Randy Morrison, Randy Patterson had, uh, Kate's main man, hey man yeah, an sure. Iowa bred that ran for several years, yeah. and. Uh, was always fun to watch. Beautiful horse. Beautiful horse. Yeah. And that's what sometimes with when you follow that certain circuit, you do get to see horses over and over that aren't quite at that breeding level, right. that aren't, you know, where, hey, we need to retire them. So, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun to, to see those horses come back over and over. And that's that's what makes it cool. We wish we had more of it. But when it does happen, it makes it fun. And that's why the 10-year-old rated our superstar we're definitely rooting for him. Uh, I, spoiler alert, I picked Ginobili. I just couldn't do it. Uh, I think he's going to get well, beat. But we'll see. You know, you got a horse of that quality going up against a 10-year-old. You I just – your heart wants to go with a 10-year-old, but your brain says it's just not going to happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dennis says he's done. He was just betting Turf Paradise and didn't hit the board. Dennis, <laughs> when, when it's Turf Paradise time, just say no. That's yeah. <laughs> it never. Nice and drugs, Dennis. Just say no. Yeah, and it, it never. 
<laughs> it never hurts to take the rest of the day, the day off because sometimes you get in these slumps and you try so hard. And I'm in that one of those right now with my best bets. Yeah. And you have no confidence in anything you do. You just, you just, you start looking for what's going to go wrong with everything you bet. And that just happens. Me with the Rockets right now, I'm the same way. It's just like I'll go four out of five and I'm all over all four of the races I hit and the one I missed, it's like I never could have had it. And no. it does, it gets in your head. It's going to be okay. What race is going to screw it up now? You get in slumps and that sometimes it's best just to step away for a second or two. Or you can bet the seventh year at Gulfstream Park because it's getting ready to go <laughs> off. And Magic's uh, best bet is the number two horse here in the seventh race. Dennis, oh, yeah. $5 on that one. Do it. All right, here we go. He's the first one of, he's, he the first one of our bets to go today? Yeah, he's the first one to go today. I'll give you a live update. All right. When they get going. All right, let's go to the NFL. Let's let's kick off the, the, the show here with the NFL. Of course, it's NFL playoff wildcard weekend. Going to be fun. We'll start Saturday. We'll start in San Francisco. The Seattle Seahawks are a 10-point underdog in San Francisco. The Brock Purdy, um, it's not really an experiment. The experience, let's say, continues here. Can he keep it going? San Francisco minus 10, like I said. Who do you like here to kick off uh, the games on Saturday? Well, I've done a little research, okay, and and I'm not I, I'm not a Brock Purdy hater like you are. <laughs> I'm just really a hater. I'm just no, I, know. A, I can't believe I know. he's going to continue to do it. You know? Right, and you didn't like him in at Iowa State, and you always thought, yeah, yeah, always thought he cost Iowa State a lot of games down the stretch. But he's been sensational. I don't think there's any other way to put it. I don't care who he's playing, whatever. Yeah. He has really exceeded anything any of us thought. Now, I believe he has started seven games, right? I looked and I couldn't really – I know he's played in nine, but he started in seven. Now, here's the seven teams that he's beat. New Orleans, losing record. Miami, in the playoffs, but probably shouldn't be. Right. Tampa Bay, ditto. In the playoffs, but shouldn't be. All three of those games were at home. At Seattle, which is probably his most impressive win. Then they had the Commanders in San Francisco. They went to Vegas and won. And then they uh, finished up with uh, that wonderful Arizona team last week. So there's one team, I believe, on there. Not two. Miami and Seattle are 9-8. and eight. So he hasn't beaten a great team. I'm not saying Seattle is, mm -hmm. but he hasn't really been tested against a really good team yet. The rest of the roster for the Niners is very, very good. And all he has to do is manage the game. His statistics are not great, but it's a testament to the coaching, the players around him, and his ability to just manage the game. We hear this all the time, just manage the game, which is what they say about Garoppolo. Yeah, You know, it's really... Now, where I'm going with this is when you get into the playoffs, it's a whole different animal. These teams are going to be focused. The Niners, I mean, the Seahawks know the Niners backwards and frontwards. They've played them twice. I'm not sure that 10 points isn't too many. I kind of think this is going to be a nail-biter for the Niners. I think they pull it out. I'm going Seattle plus 10 in this one. I'm with, by the way, Magic Score second to last, so good start. Oh. Um, Seattle, it's too many points. 
I think they will come in here and be a little bit more competitive than 10. Um, I get it. You're going to look at it and say, well, 49ers have done well against Seattle this year. You kind of said it. The playoffs are a little different. One game situation. Um, Seattle, like I said, they know, they know them frontwards and backwards. I think they'll scheme it up. I think it gets close, but I think 49ers win. Uh, but I will take Seattle plus 10. I'm kind of along the lines of you of thinking, yeah, that's not – I don't know if they're 10 points better than the Seahawks. But yeah, uh, 49ers advance, Seahawks cover. All right, let's go to the next game. The Chargers and the Jaguars really should be a fun game. Uh, Chargers are on the road, and they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. A team we love to kind of be like, oh, God, these Chargers. Can they get it done in a big spot here? Jacksonville certainly struggled to get it done against the Tennessee Titans, but they did. What's going to happen in this one Saturday night? Am I crazy to look at this line and think this is ridiculous? Well, let's in what way? <laughs> Shouldn't they be favored by more than a point and a half? I'm okay. You're not crazy because I, I agree. This just shows you what Vegas thinks of the Chargers as well, right? I mean, Jacksonville, yeah, okay, let's give them some credit. They deserve it. I think they won their last five games, I think. It was something like that. They didn't beat anybody either, and they didn't blow anybody out. Yeah, they won, and that's what you got to do. They're always a slight underdog at home Mm -hmm. or a slight favorite. Mm -hmm. The Chargers are so much better than them. On paper, it's not even funny. They should cover this. This should not be that close. I don't think, but I think it will. But I think they cover. I, I think they beat them by more. No, if they win, I think they're going to win by more than a point and a half. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Kevin O saying Staley will do something dumb, and the and the Jaguars will win. And Dennis pretty much saying the same thing. He's going to root for the Jacksonville AEWs and hope. Uh, uh, but uh, thinks the Chargers could screw it up. The most unbelievable way. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I'm taking the Chargers. And this next statement may be crazy, but I'm confident in the Chargers. Whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. I just feel like they're the better team. I feel like once they've got healthy, they really have they elevated have. their game to a point where if they were playing like that the whole year, I don't think we'd be saying things like this. I, I could come back to really bite me, and I could be really mad on Monday uh, when we do a recap show, but I, I'm going to go the Chargers here. I think they get it done. Um, all right, let's go to Sunday. This will be a horrible game. I'm sorry. The Dolphins go on the road to take on the Bills. The Dolphins probably going to have Skylar Thompson as the quarterback. That's not good. The Bills are a 13-point favorite. I, I think this could get really ugly. What about you? Well, I'm going to just say this. If you like the Dolphins in any way, shape, or form, bet the under because they've got to keep it 13-10 to win. Wouldn't you agree? I don't see any way they can score yeah. more than 13, 16 points with the quarterback situation that they got. They scored 11 last week against the Jets, and two of those were a safety right at the end. So – how do you figure they're going to go to Buffalo and score much? So if you like the Dolphins at all, if you think their defense is good enough and the Buffalo screws around, bet the under. Because if it goes over that, I don't see any way the Dolphins win. I don't see any way they win anyway. If the Bills are ready 
and they I think they will be because it is a conference a, a division foe. The only thing is they could overlook them because of Thompson playing instead of Tua. Uh, but I don't see any way this is a game. I I, I will be shocked if it is. If the Bills aren't ready, they got big problems. They should be overly ready. I got Buffalo winning this and easy. This I mean, if Tua was playing and everybody was, you know, he was healthy and have a little bit better feeling, but eleven to six against the Jets, yes. you're not gonna hold the Bills to six points. Nope. You're not you'd be lucky. I mean, the last, first time they played, or second time they played this year, I should say, it was a high scoring affair. Um I just – I don't see it. Mm. And Dennis says, hey, if Bridgewater plays, he could see the Dolphins covering in a high-scoring game. I'm not overly excited if Bridgewater plays this game either. I, I think it's going to be pretty bad no matter what. So, Bills, for me, this should be a bad one. This is an interesting one next, mm-hmm. though. The Giants go on the road to take on the Vikings. The Vikings are a three-point favorite in this spot. Uh, we all know what the Vikings are, shaky. We all know the Giants look shaky. Now they're playing better. Still don't know what that roster is like. Like I said, three points here in Minnesota. And Minnesota's a home team. And that tells mm-hmm. you Vegas thinks this is pretty damn even mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as this was on a neutral field. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this one? This is interesting to me. Well, I think most of us would say the Vikings might be the worst 13-4 and four team in yeah, a long, team. long time. Of all time, yeah. If you look around at there and you study their wins, they've been extremely fortunate. Another reason people are down on them, they don't like Cousins. You know, they don't care for him as a quarterback in games like this. And the Giants are hard to beat. Now, the key to the Giants is they've got to be able to run the ball with Barkley, which they probably will be able to do in this game. So if they can control the ball – If they can get ahead, this is where it could get dicey for the Vikings. I think you agree and I agree this is the biggest chance at an upset in these first-round games. Wouldn't you agree? No, i got one more. Oh, you do? This would be my second one, though, for sure. Oh, are you? you, Okay, I think I know which one you're going with. Yeah. I just – I don't know if the Giants are good enough to win. That's I, don't know, I don't know how good they have to be. That's the good news, yeah. right? I think if they're just – if they play really well, they take care of the ball, they do all the things that people say for an upset to happen, I think they can beat them. I, end of the day, I don't think they will actually beat them. I think the Vikings are going to win, but I think they scare them enough to where if you want to take those Giants plus three – you might push. You might cover it. I think it's a three-point game. I, I agree with that. Um, I am not going to bet this one either way because I think it's a real toss-up. I think if you bet the Giants plus three, you might get heartbroken late, really late. I think what it's do you a think about that over/under. Over what do you think about that over/under? Forty-eight. Um, God, it's tough. Can you see the Giants scoring that many points to win? You know they would. If, okay, let's say you're thinking it's a three-point game. To go over, they would have to win like 20, what, 25 to 24, 27 to 24. Yeah. That's a lot of points. So yeah. if you like the Giants, you might yeah. huh? you might yeah. go the under. Yeah. 
I think if the Vikings win and cover, it's going to go under. Because to me, that means that the Giants didn't score enough. Um, Kevin says he's going to be at the game. That will be awesome for sure. Mm-hmm. And he says control Daniel Jones on the ground, which that's a big key. And he's hurt some people on the ground uh, with his scrambling and running ability. Control that. They're going to win easy. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy. Let me put it that way. But at the end of the day, I am going to pick the Vikings. But I think this is going to be a four-quarter game. Uh, and the Giants are a scrappy bunch. So we'll, we'll yeah. see. I can't, I've seen the Vikings three times where I've actually watched them quite a quite a bit. They've been awful all three times I've seen them. They won one of the games against Indianapolis, but yeah. that was just a meltdown by the Colts. I can't get that Packers thumping out of my mind. And yeah. the Lions thumped them too. So they haven't played as well down the stretch. I'm not a Kirk Cousins hater. You know, no. I, I don't think he's – I think he's capable of winning a game like this for sure. I think he is what he is. He's an average NFL quarterback that people try to make better than that, and he's not. And I think once those expectations are, I have an average NFL quarterback I'm betting on, watching, rooting for, whatever your case might be, you kind of understand it. You know, he's yeah. going to throw some good passes. He's going to throw some bad passes. He's not – an elite guy, but he is good enough to beat the the Giants. In well, he needs he yeah. needs the team to play ra- well around him and That's not turn the ball over and do stupid stuff. That's the key. You got to have a really good team around him, and the Giant or the Giants, the Vikings do have, I think, a pretty solid group around him. Yeah. And as long as they're able to kind of hold up defensively, they'll score enough to win this game. And that's kind of my overall thing. I think they'll outlast them. I think they'll beat them. But I do think it'll be a one-score game. I don't think this one's going to be easy. If you made me, I would pick Minnesota minus the three. But overall, I'm staying away from it. I could see it see it going up either way. So we'll see. Well, I'll, guarantee you, I'll guarantee you this. Even if he plays great and they lose, he'll get the blame. I agree <laughs> with that 100%. That's yeah. your best bet of the whole game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, uh, final game on Sunday, the Ravens and the Bengals. Now, this one kind of – it hurts because Lamar is not playing in this game, so I, that makes it really, really tough here. Uh, Cincinnati, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. They're that big of a spread, obviously, because of what I just said. What do you think here, Ravens, Bengals? Well, if the Ravens had their quarterback, even though you know I'm not a big fan, but he's okay – the Bengals just beat him last week, mm-hmm. you know, without him. If there was some way miraculously he was going to play, I'd give the Ravens a good shot in this one. But he's not. Because it's it's hard to beat a team back-to-back like that, especially in, in pro sports. But the Bengals are – they're clicking, and they look good, and they thumped them last week. I don't see any reason why they can't do it again. The line's a little high maybe. I don't know. Anytime you see pro nine and a half, that's a lot. Uh, but I, I, if I was going to bet them, I bet the game, I would bet them to cover. I, I just think they're that much better than they are. I do agree. That line is a little high. Yeah. Nine and a half is tough to cover in the playoffs against a divisional opponent. I don't care who the quarterback is, but I can't take the Ravens to cover mm-hmm. either. So it's kind of one of those games where it's just ugh, you're kind of on the fence a little bit about it. Uh, I think Cincinnati wins it. Uh, I think the covering aspect of it will just kind of be you're going to have to get a little bit lucky. Like, are they up 
10 and the Ravens get a late score and cover it? Are they up 13 and the Ravens get a late score and cover? Something like that. I don't really think this game's going to be in question. I think the Bengals are going to get the job done. I don't really think you're going to be in the fourth quarter going, oh, I don't know about this. But I don't know about the nine and a half. A little bit scary there. Uh, if you force me, I'd take the Bengals. But another one, it's just that's pretty scary. The over-under here, 40 and a half. I kind of lean over in this game. What about you? Yeah, it's definitely it's obviously low because of the Ravens situation at quarterback. You know, I think if it goes over, the Bengals blow them out. Just blow them out off the field. Well, and then maybe that could happen. Yeah. Are you thinking like, uh, oh, I don't know, like they just completely shut them down and and beat them like twenty four to three or something like that? Well, I know I'm going over. I, I going think, over, over. I thought you said under. I think it could be like thirty one to twenty. Yeah, I just don't 27 know. Seven to twenty, twenty four to twenty. You think the Ravens can score that many? I don't know. I That's, think they. I think they might. Okay. Yeah, I think they might get in. the If they get to 20, it's going over for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, again, I, I'm kind of just 24-20, 27-20, 30 Obviously, only one of those scores covers for Cincinnati. So, well, I think if the Ravens win, it'll go under. Yeah, if the Ravens win, you're looking at like a 17-14 yeah. type of game. Uh, and it says, would you take the Bengals – Oh, uh, team total over 24 and a half. I probably would. Yeah. 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 I think so. I what think, did they get last week? 31, 27, something like that. Last yeah. Week? I, I think they'll be in the mid 20s. And of course, 24 is a mid 20. And so you could get beat if they get 24. But like I said, 24, 27, 31, that's kind of what I expect from them. Yeah. And then we'll just see how the Ravens, the Ravens will battle you. That's oh, they will. They'll play hard. Yeah. All right. Final one, Monday night. Uh, Cowboys and the Buccaneers, and Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road here. Boy, the Buccaneers have been horrific all year long. Cowboys couldn't have looked any worse last week. This is my most likely upset. I see it. I've watched Tampa a lot because they've been on Monday nights and Sunday nights because of Brady. And the late game on Sunday afternoon a lot. And so I've seen them a lot because I do like Brady. I, I don't mind admitting it. They're awful. <laughs> They're bad. They're damn lucky. They're in the playoffs. Uh, he has pulled out a two or three games, just miraculous wins. Mm-hmm. When the, the I think one of them was against the Raiders. It was just they beat. One of them was I, like on a Monday night. I quit watching it, and they pulled. Was that the Raiders game or what, who was that against? Remember that one? That was the Saints. Yeah, and they were beat in that game. And I woke up the next morning and saw they'd won. Mm-hmm. I think they won on like the last play of the game or something like that. So then you got the chokingest team in the country in the Cowboys. Yeah, and then what? They, how they played last week? There was no excuse for that. They were just terrible. Against the commanders. I mean, Prescott had no interest. There's your key right there. How's he going to play? And you don't know. They should be, with the talent between the two teams, a 10-point favorite in this game. They are 10 to 15 points better than Tampa. So 
If they lose McCarthy, will he get fired? I think so. The thing is, if you've followed the Cowboys over the years, Jerry Jones doesn't fire coaches that much. He really doesn't. He sticks with them pretty good. He, he sticks with them longer than maybe people right. think he was going to, yeah. Yeah, that you would think. And they, they're 12 and 5. They weren't expected to be great this year. You know, I mean, expectations are always high in Dallas, but I was going to say, I'll rebut that. They're always expected to be. Yeah, great. but most experts didn't think they would be fantastic this right. year. And this was before the season started when we found out that the, the division they're in is the best one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So they've done well considering the division that they play in. So I don't know if they'd fire him or not. Uh, I can't take Tampa. I just can't. But it won't surprise me if he's got one game left in him and he does something at the – let's put it this way. If this baby's close down the stretch, look out. I'm taking Tampa, and I've watched them all year, and I have been on this show all year saying how bad they are. Yeah, I know. They're bad. They are bad, but this is an abysmal bunch in Dallas. And here's the thing. Where is Tampa so bad? It's on offense, right? Mm-hmm. You take him off that team, they they wouldn't be able to do anything. Just, now, there's one thing. he, uh, The wide receiver, whose name escapes me at the moment, Evans, Mm-hmm. And him have started to click a little bit when they didn't early in the year. So he's got a got a little bit of a weapon he's got confidence in. Their offensive line is not very good. So the Cowboys' strength is their defense, right? They should be able to get to Brady. Yes. So there's just no reason for them not to win this game. But you're not the only one that's doubting them. And like I said, I will not be a bit surprised if Tampa wins. And there's they they shouldn't they should not. I have to go with them. I have to go with Tampa. I just do. I just can't. I can't think that the Cowboys are going on the road and win this game. Now let me ask you this: If they get by them, if the Cowboys get by them, they and form holds like it's supposed to. Yeah, they would play the Eagles next week. Right. Are you like me? And would give them a – you'd have more confidence in them winning next week than you do this. Could you see them playing better next week as an underdog than this week as a favorite? Not, no. not saying they're going to win, but could you see them playing better? No. You wouldn't think the pressure would be off them a little and they'd play better? No. <laughs> Well, you know, because Dallas is Dallas and they're expected to beat teams like this. Yeah, I don't know that the pressure ever gets off Dallas. And we've talked about that. They are in a bubble. Oh, they are. And it's a big, it's a large bubble. Huge. All over America. But every little thing they do is analyzed and they are expected to win every week. And so, yeah, I mean, they do go out to Philly next week if they were to win this game. And, the pressure of like losing as a favorite in the playoffs, it's gone for sure. But they're still going to be expected to go up there and win by that fan base. 
if you were an Eagles fan and you knew you were going to probably play one of these two teams, first of all, as I was an Eagles fan, I'd be rooting for the Giants or the yeah. Seahawks to win. Yeah, for sure. Because you'd play one of them. You, you know. yeah. Which one would you want to play? Tampa. I would too because they're not as good as the Cowboys, you know. Yeah, Cowboys be a divisional game, and those are always trickier. Yep. I don't care who it is. And I think if you get a Cowboys team that went on the road and won in the first week of this thing, and they've got the talent, they've got more talent than Tampa, I think it's like, okay, maybe they're kind of getting going. I would rather play Tampa. I just feel like a good team will expose Tampa. And the Cowboys – should be able to do it, but I don't have confidence that they will do it. No, I don't either. So, and it, you know, back to the bubble that they're in, even the second string guys have radio shows. Yeah, exactly. every assistant coach has a radio show. Yeah, I mean, it's 24 hour Cowboys on some station. I mean, you can catch something Dallas Cowboys on any radio station down there. I mean, it is just nuts yep. how these, how these, how they are in this bubble in Dallas. So I'll ask you two questions. Number one, and, and we talked about one of them, and I know the answer, but maybe some people that missed it. The first one, though, forget about odds of who's going to win the Super Bowl. Just if I said you got to pick one team to win it, I don't care about the odds. Just who do you think's actually going to win this thing? Who would your pick be? So we're not doing odds. No odds. The Chiefs. I'm with you. I have the Chiefs picked. I just think you got to add it all up. The coaching is there. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid does a fantastic job. So you're not, you're more than likely not going to outcoach him, right? If they get that far, who's better than Mahomes? I mean, there's others. I mean, you could you could make an argument for a lot of them. But if I had to pick, and I'm not a Mahomes fan, if I had to pick one guy, it'd be him. He'd be my quarterback. Yeah. And the other guy who I think should be getting some consideration for MVP is the tight end. Yeah, yeah. He is fantastic. Yeah. And if you got a, you got to stop them on the final drive to win the game, you're not going to do it. Yeah. He's proven that over, and you take him off that team, and 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 they say they had a Kirk Cousins who I'm not down on, a Garoppolo, mm-hmm. you know, one of those average quarterbacks. They would be maybe nine and eight. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100. percent And they might be 11 and six without Kelsey, or 10 and seven. Yeah. How many plays does that guy make? Yeah, he's he's always open. He's just he's always, always open, and his speed is so misleading. He runs by people, yeah, and over them. So that's who I would pick simply because of the coaching, the quarterback, and the tight end, and their defense is not awful. So I think I think that's the team to beat. Yep. Well, they are the number one seed, so that's that makes sense. Uh, and I'm with you. I, I have uh, I picked the Bills over the 49ers way back before the very first kickoff of the season, and I'm sticking with that. Uh, what? Or, and I'm sorry, I, the Chiefs over the 49ers. Right, is what I mean. right. Sorry, Chiefs over 49ers. 
uh, before the season started. Kevin O says the Bills. Dennis says the Bills. What do you think of the Bills? What do you think of their chances? I like them a lot. I do. But that team that's on the screen right now, that big B, I like them better. And a lot of people don't. But I do. Now, I will say this. Allen, I love to watch that guy play. I absolutely, he is phenomenal. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback that big that can run the ball as well as he can. Yeah. Man, he is, he is really good. They're so, banged up a little bit. The Bills are in the secondary. My biggest problem with the Bills, they have not played very well. Forget about last week. They, they were good last week, but they kind of went through some lulls of the season where they weren't playing very well. I think they would have gotten beat in Cincinnati that night. Um, if that hadn't have happened, they, they weren't looking great. So I'm, I definitely don't think it's a bad pick. No, I'm a little bit worried about them. All right. Bill Why says they're right. good. Bill's uh, Bill says the 49ers. Here's he the 49ers picked. I love the 49ers. Bill. I, do I do. I think they're great. They're, they're very well coached. They're, they got stars all over the field. But <laughs> I know. you just – you can't pick the – I mean, it would be – what a story. Yeah. If the final guy selected in the draft wins the Super Bowl as a rookie, it would be an incredible story. He would be, what, 10-0 and or 11-0? and Well, they have to play – They'll have to play four games to win the Super Bowl, won't they? Mm-hmm. He will have 11 NFL starts under his belt and be 11 and zero. Now, if they win, Bill, you might win the lottery if you'd bet a lot of money on it because the odds of get against this happening is not very good. Well, just- I, we saw him in college. He had his moments. They are going to have to do everything in their power to keep the game away from him in the last two or three minutes of the game. Okay, I'm, I got another analogy here. What, three years ago when the Niners played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Yep. With Garoppolo. Remember, San Francisco led that entire game. Mahomes took them down the field and scored late in the game to take the lead. Garoppolo and the 49ers, and I'm not blaming him. They didn't have the capability to come back and win that game. Yeah. That's the difference between Purdy and Mahomes or Allen or Burrow. That's the difference. And that's what I meant by if they can avoid that situation, which that's not easy to do. That is a huge if. If you go through the playoffs, at some point your quarterbacks have to make plays in big spots. If they can keep him from having to make those big plays in big spots, I think they're the best team. Like if you put the guys you just mentioned on the 49ers, I think they would be like even money to win this thing. Because Oh, there is no doubt. I think they're better or at least just as good everywhere else. Me too. Just right there. And again, I don't care how good you are. Usually, not always, there's been a team or two, like Trent Dilfer's won this thing, you know, like there's been a team or two that's been able to do it, Brad Johnson, but 
usually it's going to come down to the quarterback having to make a big play at some point, and that's where my worry is with them. But I really like the 49ers. As a team, as a whole, they're probably the best. Well, our colleague uh, Mike Somich made a fantastic point the other day on The Daily Show. The difference between the AFC, by the way, this is the dudes who bet Daily Show. Mike's not on The Daily Show. (laughs) (laughs) The Daily Show. But anyway, we were comparing the AFC with the NFC. And the quarterback situation with these top teams in the NFC, these guys – you got Jalen Hurts. Well, he is fantastic, and he's had a great year, but he's never had to do this in the playoffs yet. Yeah, He's unproven. Yeah, He looks like the real deal. We don't know. Purdy is a rookie. Kirk Cousins, track record's never been there. Yeah. Uh, Prescott, give me a break. I mean, this guy, come on. What big game has he ever won? Yeah, no. yeah. And then you got 59-year-old Tom Brady, who's still the probably the best quarterback in the NFC when you get right down to it. He's probably the best passer. I mean, I would take uh, Jalen right now, Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, as far as being proven, obviously. Yeah. That's- and he's on a sorry team. So yeah. when you look at what happens in the playoffs, the teams that win and get to the Super Bowl, a quarterback – has to lead a drive somewhere down the way to win the game. And we don't know if Brock Purdy can do it, and then therefore we just can't pick him. I, I just feel like I've seen him for 100 years at Iowa State. and I the, I don't know if he can do it. No, I know he can't. I've seen it 100 times. The only thing I'm going to go with, at, and I, I – I have to agree with you because I did see him cost them some games with some just dumb interceptions. Yeah. The difference might be that he had to do it at Iowa State. He didn't have superstars around him. He had good players, but none of them are starring in the NFL, to my knowledge, at the moment. He had a very good running back, but I've not heard much of him in the NFL. He got hurt. He was having a great year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was quality. Yeah. His receivers were tight ends. You know, that, that was their offense. They had yeah. three really good tight ends. We know how tight ends can be used if you watch the national championship game the other night. Yeah. Georgia implemented that very, very well. So he had to do a whole lot. Now, if, it, if it's in the situation where the Niners are so much better than anybody else that he's on cruise control, and they don't get in that situation, give me a break. That's not gonna happen. It's not they're not that they're not that much better. You know what? They might be able to get to the big one without it happening. Well, maybe. We're talking about the big one though, aren't we? Yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but I'm saying they might be able to get they could. a ways. Um, they could because the NFC is weak. He's talking about coaching. They've got they've, they've got, got that coach. So I'm they, with you though. I can't, I can't they can't okay. I just can't see him beating Mahomes if the Chiefs get there. I can't see it. Yeah. Well, we're I, gonna I find out. It's gonna be yeah. interesting to see what they do. Oh, I hope, listen, I hope they do. That would be a fantastic story. I mean, unbelievable story. If that happened. Yeah, 
I, I'm rooting for it too. They're they're probably my uh, favorite team that's left, other than the, the the Jacksonville Jaguars, owned by AEW supporter and owner <laughs> Tony Khan and Shad Khan. Go Jaguars! AEW. No, I I like the. I'm rooting for Jalen and uh, Philly. Jalen, yeah, that'd be that'd be okay. Yeah, that would be a great story too. Yeah, it would be a lot of good stories out there. All right, well. We've only got about 14 minutes left. We had some NHL talk, plan, NBA talk. We could do that. Or if you've got questions, we could just go right to the questions. Well, I don't think this is going to take but a second to go over these this NFL or the NBA real quick. Okay. What do you want to talk about in the NBA? I'll, I'll well, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to do – because we pick them every day, and I know you don't get into it that much, and I don't either really. Who do you like the best? Right now, who would be your pick to win it all? In the NBA right now, my pick would be, ooh, good question. Memphis Grizzlies, that's my pick. I like them a lot, too, I, and I loved them last year, if you'll remember, and they got quite a ways before they lost. Uh, Durant getting hurt is big. Yep. Because the Nets were playing as well as anybody. Yeah, you scroll up here. The Nets were in second, and they made a big, big jump. They weren't think, up there close yeah. to that. I think they were two and six to start the year, or two and eight. Everybody had them buried, and they were going to break up the team and everything else. And then suddenly they've been on fire. There's something about Boston I don't like, and I don't know what it is. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't know why, but you know, I mean, you got to include them in there. And Milwaukee's always good too. I don't like the Sixers; they, they're weak in a couple. You know, they're fragile. I think. So if I had to take somebody from the East, if Durant's healthy and can get back, now they're saying maybe three or four weeks he's out. What's their record going to be without him? Because I can't see him being. I can see him maybe if they go five hundred without him. I think that's a major accomplishment. It's interesting they've been so much better with Jock Vaughn as the head coach. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, a guy that I didn't even know he was coaching. And uh, Jock Vaughn, uh, I knew him as a point guard at Kansas back at Kansas. in the day. But yeah. he, uh, he's done a good job. But without Durant, uh, you, you don't replace him. No. You just can't. No. In the West, Denver is playing great, but there's something about them I don't like either. I don't trust them. Nope. Memphis is excellent. Uh, the two glamour teams are sitting down there in seventh and eighth. Yeah. The Suns lost uh, Booker, and I don't know what's the matter with the Warriors. So they just can't get on a roll. They'll get their win, and they'll win a couple. You know, okay, here they come. And then, boom, they lose a terrible game. So the Pelicans are, are dangerous also, but they got paper-thin uh, Zion, who can't stay in the lineup. So. I like Memphis. I like watching them play. I like Morant. Morant, God, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is. is. Yep. Yep. All right. What about college? I haven't been following this much at all. Oh, you have to. (laughs) Well, who do you like? Here, I'll get the rankings out. Well, college is so hard to pick. Is Houston really the number one team? No. You think they're legit? No. Okay. I don't either. No, I think they're really good. And they got the best coach in the country. And they're going to be there. But are they like Gonzaga? Seems it to me. I mean, they, well, okay, let's compare. Them, they lost. 
All right, let's compare. What's what's the weakness of Gonzaga? I mean, what hurts them? Their strength of schedule. Exactly. The league they play in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can we say the same thing about Houston? Probably. It's probably stronger than the league Gonzaga, maybe. Because yeah. they've got Memphis, and Memphis can beat a lot of teams. Central Florida is really good. Uh, Cincinnati's okay. Gonzaga's got St. Mary's. Uh, God, I don't know if there's anybody else that's real good this year. So I think that hurts Houston. Yeah, right. Why have we seen Gonzaga be number one all, all these years? It's because they run up this incredible record, and who else are you going to put at number one? Yeah. And I think that's where Houston is. And I love Houston, and you know I do, because Kelvin Sampson's my he, he's a great coach. Yeah. But, no, I don't think they can win it. I have seen Kansas a lot. I don't think they're that good. They have miraculously won. Yeah. Three of the four wins they have in the Big Eight have just been miraculous wins. So, what about Alabama? That's the team I was getting to. Yeah. What they did in Fayetteville last night is impressive. Yeah. They took a challenge from Arkansas, and Arkansas tied it with like, I don't know, four or five minutes to go, and they blew them out of that gym. And I'm telling you, that's hard to do. Yeah. Okay, what's going to be the knock on Alabama? What do we always say about a school like Alabama? Oh, no, you say that. I don't <laughs> It's true. They are a football school. Yeah. And will it get them in the end? I don't know. But they are good, very good. And the SEC is tough enough. They're going to be tested. Yeah. If you look at this top 25, it's laced with tennis with the SEC teams. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee yeah. is really good. Yeah, Arkansas is good. Missouri, Missouri that. is good. Auburn's good. Yeah, uh, there are really and Kentucky's not even in there now. They're not at this level, so the SEC is good enough. They're going to get challenged and they're going to be ready when the when the tournament comes around. Number seven, UCLA. Okay. They're playing great. They really are. And the Pac-10 is good enough. Pac-12 is good enough. So then you start looking for sleeper teams. Uh, I don't like Texas that well. However, they, they, they won, but they just don't get there. K-State, my God, they are rolling. And they've won on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Dennis. I don't like Memphis. Dennis likes Memphis, thinks they can get to the Elite Eight. They got beat last night at Central Florida, had every chance to win, didn't. I don't care for them. Uh, I mean, they have talent. But I don't think they play good good enough defensively to win. I'm looking there to see who K State is beat. They lost a Butler, but that, you know. Look at these the two road wins. Yeah, beat Texas easy. Beat Baylor. Yeah, wow. Look at the points they scored at Texas. Yeah, I know. 16. Yeah. Texas scores 103 at home and gets beat. That's unbelievable. 
So this team, I've not seen them at all. I haven't seen K-State at all. Uh, so there's just a multitude of teams. Xavier's playing great right now in the Big East. The Big East is down a little bit this year compared to last year. You got UConn, you got Providence. You still got some good teams there. The Big Ten is down. It's not near as good. Got as Purdue. Got Purdue. Another team. Can you pick them to win it all? I no, can't. no. They are tough, hard nosed, but usually can't make it through the tournament. They just yeah. can't. Yeah, they're really they're well coached and they're good. Lacking something, I don't know what it is. So it's wide open. I think the I think college basketball is wide, wide open at this time. Yeah. Now, your expertise right here. Hockey. All right. Yeah, let's get to hockey. I'd heard enough basketball talk here. <laughs> um, I tell you, if, if, even if you don't like hockey, you might want to start taking a look. Oh, that's great. This league this year is a ton of fun. We got some really good hockey teams oh. that aren't even in the playoffs at this point. Nope. Let's look at this. Yes. Boston Bruins have points in 36 of 40 games. They've lost four games outright out of 40. That's I'm, incredible. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that. It's been a long, long time since that's happened. This team has earned a point in every home game this year. 22 out of 22 home games, the Bruins have gotten a win or an overtime or shootout loss. Incredible. And they – they, they're solid, they have solid players all over the place. Yep. They don't have a superstar, do they? No, they don't really have it. Well, I mean, they, you know, Pasternak's a great player. Oh, solid. I mean, really good players. Yes. He's not like a top 10 type guy. No, uh, they have several, several really good players. players. <laughs> yes, several, several. They are, they're fantastic. Didn't the Red Wings have a really great record of oh, 15, 20 years ago? Didn't, didn't they run off something like this a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, the the years in the 90s when they were yeah. so good, the Red Wings uh, yeah. were up there. But this is pretty incredible. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really quite unbelievable how well they're playing. Toronto, obviously, good season, Tampa. And then the other side here, the Metropolitan, I don't think you got a great team, but Carolina's solid. The Devils are solid. Rangers are solid. These two wildcard teams, Washington's playing great right now. Mm -hmm. About as good as anybody, even though they lost last night. Uh, and then Pittsburgh there as well. But look, some of these other teams, the Islanders are right there. Yep. The Sabres and the Panthers are two pretty good teams that can score. Um, so that's going to be interesting. This East is tough. You go no. to the West. Wow, is this thing wide open. Now, how oh, about this? Let's start with this. The defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, are not in the playoffs right now. No, and 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 they're they're what? They're three spots out of it. Yeah. And now they do have a good record or decent record, and they haven't played as many games. They're not buried by any stretch of the imagination, but they're in some trouble. They are. They're not I say well. that is there's a bunch of teams vying for all these spots, right? Well, also, if you look, and here's in hockey, you kind of got to check this out. They've only played 39 games. Yeah. And the team that's the second wild card has played 43. Right. And they're only ahead of them by four points, and they are, they've played four more games. So you got to kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at this. You can look at it, you know, the Hawks are – Chicago Blackhawks are out, Anaheim's out, oh. 
uh, Coyotes are out. The Sharks are pretty much out. You can probably say Vancouver is in trouble. Oh, yeah, definitely. Then you look at this from number one to number 11, let's Mm -hmm. say. It's a 13-point difference. Yeah. So they're really tightly grouped. And there's only eight spots for these 11 teams. And I think you're going to see a ton of shuffling here Mm -hmm. uh, in the next couple of – well, let's say the next month, month and a half. All yeah. these teams that are on this list are good and can beat any of these other teams on any given night. They, I mean, right? not be that big of an upset. And the team that's screwing everybody up <laughs> is Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's waiting for Seattle to fall. Yeah, wow. it, everybody's waiting, but it hasn't happened. No. And it, Yeah, everybody's saying, okay, when are they going to hit the skids? Yep. Uh, when you look at when you look at this, the Kings are a surprise. I think you know. Yeah. I don't think anybody thought they'd be that good. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Winnipeg was down last year, but they've got talent. They just yeah, they're very good. They had problems last year. The teams that you know, we got the Blues down here. They're nipping at the bud and they're injured, but they're playing pretty well. Big game tonight with the Flames. It's yep. a huge game because uh, they both have played the same number of games. So if they could win, that would put them right up there with them. Do you think Edmonton's going to get going? No. I don't think so. I just don't think they are. I don't either. I don't think Edmonton or Calgary, either one, are very good. I Well, no, I don't. They haven't shown it. I really think. It's going to come down to the Blues, Nashville, Colorado for those spots. You're probably right because we're all just waiting for Colorado to get going. Colorado's going to get going eventually. You would think. But, you know, catching these teams, it's not going to be easy. Minnesota's a really good team. They got 48 points. They are a point away from being over, well, sorry, three points away from down in the wild card. And that's True. a really good team and a team that I think can win the Stanley Cup. So they are good. It's crazy what's happening in this in this league right now. Every game, guys, is competitive. Every one of them. Even if you're getting a team like the Coyotes or the Sharks, or maybe you not the Blackhawks, but the rest of these teams, they can go up and beat like a team like Dallas. No, maybe. you better bring it when you play them. Same way from over here. Columbus is not very good. But on the East, the Senators are a really good Ooh. young team. The Canadians are better than they were. I'm not going to call them good. The Flyers can beat you on a given night. The Wings are getting better. I mean, every team in this league. Oh, it's tough. It's tough to beat. It's a tough out. Yep. In Dallas, you talk about a team that's tough to beat. Mm -hmm. It's Dallas. They played their system about as well as anybody. Yeah. They don't score much, but, man, they are tough to beat. Dennis That's a says, good point here. Dennis says, yeah, it, Vegas has usually got a great home advantage, but they've struggled this year at home, just 12 and 10. Isn't that odd? It's it's for their franchise, it's very odd. Because it's packed every night. Yeah. Now there are a lot of fans from the other teams that yeah. are at those games. Yep. Yeah. I've I've you've noticed it, I'm sure, and I do too. But you look at some of these teams. Look at the blues. Eight, eight, and two at home. And better on the road, but that's been their history for years. They've always played better on the road. Nobody can figure that out. 
you know, because the Blues have a great home crowd and home building, and yeah, sell it out every night. Yeah, it still can't. And nobody can figure out why they don't play well at home or as well. Never have though, like I said. So no. Okay, that's it. That's all the hockey talk. That's it. Do you have a? We're gonna do stew one because we've wasted too much time. One question, <laughs> then we're out. <laughs> oh, I've got some pretty good ones today. Uh, too bad you wasted. Oh no! Now no, come on. Uh, <laughs> Here's my first one. This is a this is this is a pet peeve of mine. This is a pet peeve of mine. Okay. Kind of sort. Of. I that's probably a bad term. But anyway. Generally speaking, is the food better at an expensive restaurant? Ooh. I think you have some echoing. Oh, how about now? There you go. Good. Oh, what a question. Really good one. Come on. Be honest. On a few occasions, yes. But generally speaking, no. Okay, so why is it more expensive? Well, you're paying... Most of the time, you're paying for... The name. To be able to say... You've been there. You've been there. We went there to eat this, that, or the other. Um, so when you go to these restaurants, it's not for the food. Well, so I've learned over the years the 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 places that are actually better. There are a few, but you have to learn by going that some of them are basically McDonald's served <laughs> fancy. Seriously. Um, Saratoga is bad about it. Some places you go in Saratoga, they're not, it's not any good, but you're yeah. paying because it's, you're there. Yeah. That's, but some are very good when you go. Yeah. You just have to figure it out. Have you ever had a $50 steak that tastes better than a $20 steak? Rarely, very rarely. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, but it, it's rare. Yeah. Um, why is someplace you go and you get a chicken breast uh -huh. with Parmesan uh -huh. on top of rice or on top of mashed potatoes and it's $40 in this place and it's $14.95 in the other and it tastes exactly the same? A lot of the times that happens. It a does. A lot of the times. Um, and now it's on a fancy plate. Yeah. And it's duded up, you know, dressed up a little. Pretty. Yeah. A lot of the times that does happen. Um, like I said, we have a few set places we will go that, and not often, but when we want to do something different, we'll go there. And it is, I feel like it's better. Uh, but by and large, it's the same a lot. Yeah. The steak situation for sure. Um, a steak at your regular, you know, not decent steakhouse, chain steakhouse is usually pretty similar. It is. To what you get everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. For but, me, Texas Roadhouse steak is just as good as one somewhere else. It's, there's a few places where I've had better. Okay. But a few places where they say it's better and it's not. Right. Um, 
like uh, Sperry's in in uh, Sperry's in Saratoga, it's probably better. Okay. Uh, Club Six Hundred Nine here in town, I think, is better. You but, do? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's a little bit better, but I don't. I think some of the other fancier places here in town are. It's neat to go not. in. It's neat to go in Club Six Hundred Nine. I I do enjoy it. Yeah, but I I think their food is a little bit better. I okay. Um, I do not like the Red Onion. The down like the downtown one. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, now Red Onion Expressoria is good. I do. Yeah. Now yeah. Sandy's just the opposite. She loves Red Onion. Oh, so I like we, it too. We go. No, no. She likes the downtown one. Oh. So oh. we go, and that's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying the food's bad. It's not. I don't think it's worth the price, is what I'm trying to say. The worst Red Onion is in, in the hospital in uh, at State Line. Uh, that does make sense. It's not good. <laughs> I went there. I met Heather for work or for lunch there one day. Well, she was at work and we ate it. I was like, yeah, that's not very good. Um, yeah. You know, the Undercliff probably has the best steak in Joplin. Well, it's not really in Joplin. Well, that's true. It's not, but it's close enough. So, right. Yeah. No, right. you're right. Most, most places, they're expensive because. Yes, we know why. Of. The reputation. It's got a reputation for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah, there's something about the place that they think they can charge more. Right. Yeah, and a lot of times it's in tourist places. You know, tourist traps like a Saratoga, like a you know any any kind of tourist place you can think of. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I. 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 It's always been a bugaboo. Bugaboo of my mind. Well. It, it does get frustrating at times. I agree. Right. I agree. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Okay. I got another good one. Yeah. Oh, you have another good one? I do. All right. Go ahead. One more. Last one. You went to college. I did, unfortunately. Okay. We hear today about how expensive college is. Yeah. And it is. It's outlandish. What's the biggest waste of going to college? Ooh. You know where I'm going with this? Probably not. What people don't get, well, not you know, having been in education and talking to kids getting ready to go, go to college, all a lot of kids would tell ask me, they would go, or they would say, I don't think I'm smart enough to go to college. Okay. Would you definitely disagree with that? Yeah, I don't think college is any. I thought college was easier than high school. Okay. Yeah, and I'll I, I would tell them the same thing. The key to going to college is being disciplined. You have to go to class. Yeah. And you can make yourself go. Yeah. Because they don't care whether you're there or not. Yeah, nobody's making you go. Right, and that's the hardest part. It's so easy to skip a class. Mm -hmm. But the worst part about college. And the way I could make this more affordable is the first two years you go to school is a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Would you totally agree with that? Yeah, because you take you take the same stuff you just took. It's the high school. Years, English and science and math and all this stuff. It's like this is high school all over again. Yeah. Exactly. 
It's that smart guy or gal who thinks they're really, really bright and really enlightened and can teach you so much more than what you taught in high school. And the bottom line is you don't care about this no matter who's teaching it, you know? Right. And and you very rarely get a teacher like that. I, no, like never. Yeah. We're just going through the motions up there teaching that basic ed stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 Usually and a lot of people don't understand that's never been a school to college, the first two years, you take nothing that's of any interest to you. No, no. Why do they do that? Yeah. Well, I just think they they like to get your money. <laughs> that's the bottom line. They could get you out of there in two years if they really wanted to. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's your junior year before you ever start taking anything that's of interest to you, really. The whole system of school is... Uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't know how to say it without being real negative, but it's kind of overblown. Yeah. It's importance is kind of overblown in my opinion. Yeah. And I think they get real caught up in teaching shit that doesn't make a damn bit of difference. And they don't teach enough of, when that kid gets out of school, how are they going to succeed? Well, you're talking about high school now. I'm talking, yeah, the whole thing is broken, in my opinion. Do you know math is my number one bugaboo in school, in, in high school? After you're out of the eighth grade, you have to take three math classes. Right. You have to get three math credits. Here's your choices. Algebra one. Algebra two, geometry, trigonometry. Mm-hmm. Never used any of them. No, and never will. Why are we doing this? Why are we teaching stuff to kids? Don't they'll come to me and they go, "Why are we taking this?" And I go, "I don't have any idea. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't." Yeah, and, they, and, and when I was in school, at least, of course, I think hopefully they've kind of worked on the bullying and all that stuff that goes on in school. But you could take a lesser math, and then you'd get made fun of if they if you took. You were dumb. Yeah. Oh, look how dumb you are! You're in consumer math. Well, that person's in there trying to you know, learn how to balance a checkbook or something, which is what you need to be learning to do. So. Understand why they take money out of your check and how much of it they do. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids. Yeah, I would sit down and I would. Teach them, you know, like you don't get your paid guys. You don't get as much money as you think out of your paycheck. Yeah. And they didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. They didn't know that your paycheck's not going to be what you think it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah. I hate to hear that. I mean, it's just, uh, like I said, school is very, I think you need to get out of school. I think you need to graduate school. But I, I just think. We don't teach the right stuff. So. No, we don't. And it's uh, like so many kids, they don't know their multiplication tables. They yeah. don't teach you how to write at all anymore. Right. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's coming to the time where we're not ever going to have to write. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that I, I just feel like they need to totally overhaul college and it's never going to happen because they need you for four years to get your money, get the money yep. out of you. And 
I don't know. But I always I always say this when I interviewed for my first job as a as a coach, I had like 140 hours of college hours, of which two out of the 140 were about basketball, mm -hmm. the theory of basketball. Mm -hmm. And I went for my first interview, and all they asked me was about basketball. What do you do in this situation? What do you do in this situation? Blah, 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 blah. And I had two hours of basketball out of 140. Yeah. And that's what I got. They didn't care that I could teach PE or science or I made a, a B plus in history. They didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. well, the grades are the biggest joke there is. Yeah. The, the importance put on grades. And then when you get out in the real world, doesn't matter. That grade you made means shit. I mean, zero. Yeah. Pass. Well, you take what you're doing and we'll get off here. Cause anyway, you take what you're doing. Can you honest? Well, maybe college helped you from a business standpoint, but could you be doing what you did, what you're doing now, whether you went to college or not? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can do. So that's just, I mean, I, I don't think you can teach someone to teach. They either know how or they don't No. Good yeah. teachers are not taught. It's natural. Yes. So, anyway. Well, like Dennis says, we're not going to fix this problem. It's bigger than us, but yes. Yeah. There's a lot of things that again, when you get to our, you know, I'd say our age, because you just look back and it's like, I stress so much and try to make an A in this class. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter one bit. <laughs> so, it does. but anyway, wish you could go back and might, might enjoy school if you had that. <laughs> anyway. All right. We're getting off here. We got to go. Time to go. Shows are done, except for one more. We got Magic Mike coming up here soon. So check out uh, the show. Magic Mike will be back here, oh, about an hour, I'd say, covering the Gulfstream Park, I'm guessing. Play pick four. I don't know that for sure. Check out Magic Mike. They'll be back. Magic will be talking about his AEW time, I'm sure, as well. So that'll be a fun show. All right, guys. Good luck this weekend, and we'll see you right back here on Monday. This is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman. And it's following the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.